Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But we got what it takes for the cycle to break. Revolution lives in me. Hi, you guys. Welcome to the Untamed and Unashamed podcast. This is a place where together we can navigate through life's ups and downs with all of the vulnerability, compassion, and openness that we can muster. Along with help of guests from all walks of life, we'll discover new truths while doing some unlearning and we'll gain valuable tools for becoming who we already are while also uncovering our divine gifts. I'm Jade Bryce and I'm so happy that you are here. Thank you for joining me on this first episode. As we embark on this journey together, I promise to receive direction from our greatest compass and source of wisdom, the heart. You'll never have to doubt that I'm speaking from my heart, and I promise that I'll always be 100% authentically my full self with you. As your host, I can promise you that I will bring on amazing guests and have conversations that will stir our hearts and inspire us to live more openly and more compassionately. Our first guest is someone who has had the most influence in my life. He wrote and directed Liar Liar, Ace Ventura, Nutty Professor, and so many other childhood comedy favorites. What's funny about that is that even before I met him, he had been making me laugh for over a decade, and I am so honored that he is my first guest. He was my first safe place and not a single person has had a greater impact on my worthiness. He has always seen me for who I want to be and continually reminds me that I already am that. And I promise that if you listen to that episode, he will have the same effect on you. That episode is already available, so you can go check it out. And you guys, a big goal of mine with this new show is to get featured on iTunes new and noteworthy. And I can only do that if we hit a certain amount of subscribers. So please hit subscribe and ask your friends to do it as well. I chose the intro song, I Belong by my good friend Milk, because I want you all to feel that you belong here. I have always struggled to feel like I belong, even in my own home. That has been my big work this last year, belonging. I hope that every time you hear that song as the podcast begins, that you remind yourself that no matter where you go, that you belong. The song was written to honor the Asian American Pacific Islanders in the wake of the Atlanta shootings that took six Asian women's lives. That moment was a breaking point for Milk, where she realized that a revolution towards a more tolerant world was dependent on declaring, we are American enough now. We belong here now. 
I belong declares that each of us not only inherently belongs here, but also to each other. Milk says, my hope is for everyone to feel a sense of belonging, no matter what their heritage, because the more enoughness we each believe we have, the kinder and more welcoming we can be to everybody else. She also says, my hope is that the song can remind us that the power and revolution we seek outside of us is living and breathing within us, yearning to be trusted and set free. And I don't believe I could have found a better intro song for what I want you guys to feel as you listen to the show. I specifically made sure to include those lines, but we got what it takes for the cycle to break. Revolution lives in me. Every single time I hear those lyrics, my body gets chills and I am covered in goosebumps. You guys, we have everything we need to be curse breakers. If you are listening to this show right now, you are very likely on the growth path and you were chosen to break the cycles of your previous generations so that those cycles are not continued after you. You are a light worker, a shadow worker. You have what it takes. Revolution lives in us. Say that with me. Revolution lives in us. It lives in me. It lives in you. Be reminded of that every time that you hear that intro. The outro song is my friend Kirsten, who is a medicine woman. The drum is so heart healing, as is her voice. The day that it was decided that my previous podcast, The Magic Hour, would be ending, I was grieving what felt like the end, the end of many things this year as it has been a year of very painful cleansings. But I knew in my heart that I wanted to continue podcasting. And Kirsten randomly sent me an audio recording of her singing. And it was so heart healing and so expanding for me. And I knew in that moment that it was okay. And that I was meant to continue sharing my heart through this platform. My heart felt healing and it felt held in that moment as I listened to her voice and the sound of that drum. It's my prayer that at the end of every episode, as you hear that outro song, that whatever message was carried in that particular episode be sealed in your heart through the sound of the drum and her voice. Something new that I will be doing on this podcast is that I will give occasional trip reports, which is something that Eric Godsey does and that I felt inspired by. Basically, after I have a ceremony, which is sitting in a medicine circle, I will recap for you what my downloads were. These likely will only be a few a year, but I'm going to kick off this show with one today. So today's trip report was about my last circle with San Pedro Cactus Medicine, which is also known as Huachuma, and it's what I like to call grandfather or clown. This medicine is the one that I feel most drawn to right now. I especially like to mix it with a little psilocybin, and they complement each other very well. As some of you may know, I nearly died after an esophagus tear due to my body not taking well to combo medicine earlier this year. I know that I will never work with that medicine again, but I knew that I would be sitting with grandfather again. A lot of this evening was building up trust with medicine again. It's not a purgative, so I didn't feel nervous about that, but late last year, I worked through so much sexual trauma. And so I had a few really dark circles with different types of medicine. Necessary, but hard. Grandfather is a bit different. It's gentle, it's lighthearted. And that's what I imagine a grandfather to be when he asks you to sit on his lap so he can tell you a story. 
What I also love about the specific medicine is how one I feel with the earth, with the stars, with the moon, and how much water speaks to me. There was a really cool moment where this huge mandala-like geometric shape showed up in front of me, and it was every medicine that exists within it. Each little shape was a different medicine. Most of them I had never heard of. You know, I'm familiar and had done some. There was 5-MeO, MDMA, um, ketamine, but there were three that were so bright, and those three were psilocybin, Grandfather Huachuma, and Mother Ayahuasca. With grandfather being the brightest, it was super neon and super big. And it was clear to me as I was staring at it that my soul does not have an agreement to work with any of those other medicines, that it is only these three medicines that I am meant to work with. But I have a huge soul agreement with grandfather Huachuma and maybe that I will even serve it one day. As this part of my vision began to close out, I saw ketamine in the bottom right corner of the mandala and I went into that little portal and I felt the emotion of the medicine. The medicine was created for good use, for trauma therapy and the like. But the medicine was experiencing grief because people were using it to escape their pain instead of to work through it. It was being used for escapism and people were becoming addicted to that. There was a very dangerous and dark feeling around this. This is especially around the spiritual community because of how in touch we are with our pain but still it was being used to numb it, not to heal it. I've never felt called to this medicine. So it was interesting that I was being shown this, but maybe it's so that I would share it here. There was another moment where I was showing uh, that I have an incredible amount of empathy for strangers. I can read a story about someone being abused and it will stay on my mind for days to weeks and I'll cry and I'll pray and I'll lose sleep over it. And I'll never forget the story. But when it comes to the people in my personal life, there was a lack of empathy. And this was because it was actually in my space. I would have to look at it and hold it. It was more real. While being shown this, I told two of my friends in the circle, two dear girlfriends weeping. It was obvious that they were grieving something and I didn't take my eyes off of them. I chose not to look away. Instead, I watched them weep and I began to weep with them. That was me choosing to say yes to more feeling, to more empathy, even when it's too close for comfort. I asked the medicine to continue to open my heart. That is something that grandfather is especially great for. Medicine's very heart opening. I began to feel fire in my heart, but I saw that around my heart, there were these gates, not walls, not bricks, but gates. I could see through them. I could reach my arm out through them, which made me think I was open, but still the gates were there around my heart. I saw that I had held back in committing to my partner because I had worked so hard after a traumatic childhood and after tons of toxic relationships to stand in my own power, to take back my power. And I saw that I was afraid that if I committed to him, that I would be giving him power over me. The medicine told me that we could choose to consciously remove the gates together, but it meant that I would never be able to numb in conflict again, that I would feel more, and I would also have to stop using all my little issues with him as excuses to not commit because I would now be aware of what I was doing. I, of course, with the help of the medicine, removed those gates. 
I know that my partner is safe to commit to. He would never misuse any form of power. I also saw that I had a fear of things in his bloodline, like misogyny, things like that. But I saw this beautiful vision of all these intricate interwoven patterns between us and how we called each other in to heal these specific things. And that because I am a woman in my power that speaks my truth and holds him accountable, that is why he called me in to heal those things in his bloodline so that it is not passed down. And I know that my soul called in him to heal so many things in my bloodline so that they will not be passed down because of who he is and how he loves. There was a relief that came over me because I knew that he has shown me what he is made of. He desires to grow. He desires to be a good man. He levels up and there's nothing that I could reveal to him that wasn't good for us that he wouldn't work on. So the fear left me and I became more open, more vulnerable, but safe. This also wasn't only to do with my partner though. I saw that even with a mentor of mine, I had my gates up. I feared that she would let me down, but that only hindered how much I received from her. And now those gates are gone with her as well. One other thing that had to do with my partner though, and for some reason, this is the one thing that the medicine asked me to write down. Um, there were so many amazing messages, but for some reason, this specifically, the medicine said, write this down. Stop fearing that he will take you out of this realm. You are his access to it. Stop limiting his access. This is what he called you in for. And I think that's so important for us medicine women to remember with our partners, for all women to remember, we are intuition. We are the voice of God. And when we try to protect those abilities, we also keep them from that magic. We keep them from hearing God's voice through us. We are their deeper access to this realm. That was, um, that was all of it when it came to my partner, but I am interviewing him in a few weeks on the show and I can't wait for us to um, both share our own stories about our relationship on here for you. Again, it will be raw and it will be emotional and it will be real. I then moved on to my children. Like all parents, <laughs> I lose my cool at times. One of my intentions I had that night was to become more gentle though that when they are in full-blown tantrums and fighting and screaming, that I bring them into my regulated place instead of meeting them in their unregulated place and joining the chaos and throwing my own tantrum. This is my job as a parent to teach them. But so often I just join the chaos and the dysregulation. And so I ask the medicine to make me more gentle in my speech and in my spirit. I felt this gentleness wash over me that I had never felt before. And I began to weep because I realized I had never experienced this before for myself. I didn't experience gentleness as a child. And up until my current partner, I had never been with a man that was gentle. This gentleness was one of the best things I had ever felt. And the integration is no snap of the fingers. But now that I know how good it feels, I all the more want to give it to my children. 
when my kids are freaking out and I want to raise my voice even just so that they can hear me or when I want to throw my own tantrum because I have had it, I strive to remember this gentleness and what it would have done for me in the midst of any of my chaos. With this gentleness, the feeling of empathy came back over me. I felt conviction over the times that I had gossiped at work or with my friends, even in the spiritual community, or judged another. A few instances were shown to me, and instead of seeing or feeling judgment, I saw pain. I saw the reason for the behavior, and I was reminded to always see things from a shamanic perspective, to see the pain behind the behavior. I know that I am called to be a medicine woman, to do shamanic work, and this is a big step that I needed to take. I then saw that all of the money that I've made over these last 16 years has had to do with seduction, which had a little sting of manipulation to it. I felt a little dark, not evil or low frequency. It was just so seductive and it was very red and maroon and just a very thick energy. I started to realize that I can't do that forever and also that I don't want to. I deeply want my main source of income to be from medicine work through this podcast, becoming successful through one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions and the other healing modalities that I'm going to offer. But there is this fear of how will I pay for my kids Montessori? They're only in their first year. I've got a long road ahead of me in that. And I have made good money as a seductress. And this fear was terrifying. I started to cry at the thought of not providing for my children. And this bright light took over me. And I saw that, yes, that time is coming to an end and something huge is about to come, but that I have a contract with the universe that me and my children will always be provided for. And I began to weep in gratitude. And I tear up now because of how much that means to me. There was a moment where the medicine showed me the liver of someone who was in circle with us. The liver had processed so much anger, had been put through so much. And this woman was called to the same medicine work that I am called to. But the liver wanted to fail her already. I saw that there was a spirit of death there lingering. Grandfather told me to tell her to start taking burdock root immediately which I wasn't even really familiar with, but I told her the next day and it confirmed a message she had received as well. And this reminded me that spirit does speak through me. And I had started to doubt that. And one of my intentions that night was to sharpen those abilities and open myself up more to that. There was a brief moment where I saw that when certain work or relationships for me pull me into my masculine, that it sucks the joy out of it for me because that is not what feels good for me. That is not what feels natural for me. And I can't do things that feel forced. And some of those situations that happen, it's because sometimes people can associate being in your feminine with not getting work done. That is not true for me. That's not my creative process. I am fully able to get the work that I'm meant to do done in my feminine. Yeah, sure, I get in my masculine at times and I get in work mode, but it doesn't feel good for me. So I saw that I need to be weary of what pulls me too much into my masculine, as well as to be aware of why that bothers some people when I choose to stay in my feminine.
normally on this specific medicine, you spend a lot of time in nature and on the land because you feel pulled to it. You feel one with it, but it had been lightning and raining really heavy. So we were indoors majority of the time and the shaman put candles in front of us because this medicine also loves light and fire. The candle placed in front of me was the sacred heart of Jesus. I felt so much love for Jesus. I have always had so much love for Jesus. I have always felt he was my protector. As a little girl, when I felt unsafe, even in a time of kidnap, I sang, Jesus loves me. It irritated the man so bad that he ended up taking me back to my mom at the gas station. That's a story that I haven't shared, but I'll definitely share in the future. But even at that age, I sang Jesus loves me because I knew he's my protector. He is my safe place. The light from the candle entered my body and I started to see Jesus transform from a woman back to himself, back to a woman, back to himself. And then he became Jesus again, and I started to receive whole body orgasms that felt like an activation. It was one of the most, no, it was, it was the most pleasurable thing I have ever felt. I'm feeling it a little bit now because of how transformative it was. It was pure bliss. And I really can't put into words what I experienced. But what was happening was a kundalini awakening. It was a merging of spirit and body, of the feminine and the masculine, which is why I was seeing Jesus turn into a woman and back into him. I was becoming embodied. After kundalini awakenings, things fall away that are not meant for you. And in the weeks that followed, that happened. And it was a very painful. There was so much clarity around them and so much trust. As the rain stopped, we ventured outside and the rain had been so heavy that week that the water levels were higher where there is normally a path to cross the river. So as we crossed that path through the river, it literally looked and felt like we were walking on water, which was really cool after having that experience with Jesus. With the moon above us in the middle of the night with the sound of the frogs and the crickets, that's after rain smell. We saw five or six snakes as well, and snakes represent kundalini, but I also don't necessarily want to be right up by them. <laughs> However, I knew that as I was on the medicine of the land, that the creatures of the land were in reson resonance with that, and that sealed me trusting in the medicine again. I love Grandfather Huachuma. I love how gentle he is with me, even in the tough moments. It is my favorite medicine to work with. And I share these trip reports, hoping that you are able to experience him through this episode for his truth to permeate your heart as well. And I hope that you got some sort of gold nugget from me sharing this experience. I'd love for you to leave a review and let me know what you thought. Feel free to give any feedback that you have. The positive feedback spurs me forward and encourages me in this path. And the constructive feedback helps me grow. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and staying on this journey with me. You can join me on Instagram at untamed and unashamed. As always, be a light, stay open, and remember, you belong here.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.